0: Hey, everyone. My name is Labar with MedRank Interactive. I'm the host of the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm super excited to have this guest on our show today. Uh, it is Eric Kirch, and he's going to just provide a, a big overview of uh, several different things that, as it relates to healthcare and marketing and so forth. And so, Eric, we're glad to have you, man. Uh, I know you and I have met. Uh, I think we met back, what, a year, two years ago. I think it was at a soap event that I may have been at. I think you and I have kicked it off, and, and we've been connected ever since. Is that right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, was. I, I believe it was a soap event, and, and it was over there off of College Street. Yeah. On the 10th uh, story of um, of the WeWork building.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So before before you tell us about yourself, can you give the audience just a uh, kind of a brief overview of, of what soap is? Uh, of soap. Uh, oh yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Society of Physician Entrepreneurs kind of a global organization with a mission to improve healthcare by educating medical professionals about entrepreneurship.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I think I've met a lot of dispositions who have side hustles or or trying to do, uh, or have other opportunities within the community to make an impact. And I think SOAP really bridges that gap and help those collaborations. Um, and so, yeah, Eric, thanks for sharing that. Tell us a little about yourself. Tell, tell, give us some history on your career, your, your professional background, mm-hmm. personal background. i love to kind of learn your story. Sure. Uh, well, I, I'm a physician assistant. Uh, I started
1: my PA career um, about 17 years ago and very quickly got into other ancillaries like speaking for, you know, large companies like pharmaceutical, medical device, uh, which kind of transitioned. There's a lot of consulting jobs uh, involving kind of marketing and product placement strategies. And over time, I I just got more and more into that. Uh, But I also started, got more into marketing startups. I just, um, you know, which was a little bit more of a, of a, singular responsibility, less of a team. It was kind of like I had to have like the, the whole strategy, um, the, the solutions and so forth. Uh, but I really loved working with the startup community. Uh, and anyone who knows me over the last 17 years, uh, I will, top, I will I'll talk shop all day long. Um, you might be able to get me to talk about like the build game for you know about five minutes, but then I go right back into uh, healthcare delivery, best practices, Um, I was kind of an idealist. Uh, Again, talk shop all day long. And over the years, I think what that did is kind of create a little bit of a brand, like a personal brand and a network of like-minded people or followers. Um, So, and of course, you know, if I couldn't find someone to talk to, I was, I was on LinkedIn or some other social media outlet talking shop as well. So, um, you know, we talk about digital marketing and from from my standpoint it was always very unintentional just building a brand around myself and naturally when these marketing you know consulting jobs started coming to me uh, it wasn't that wasn't my intention but it it naturally just became a good fit Um, so so over time I started actually creating a little more of an intentional strategy around okay I Here's kind of my following. Here's my personal brand. I'm going to help promote this, you know, amazing startup. Um, you know, it, it, and they're and and their what they're doing. It goes along with my personal brand, and and so um, I had like an intentional strategy around it. But over years of kind of building that brand and that network, that's awesome. And so yeah. So today, you know, I run the Society of Physician Entrepreneurs. We can talk a little bit about MitoStation and other things, but essentially you know, healthcare, healthcare reform, um, innovation, and um, this kind of community that I've just moved into.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. So as it, I guess a a follow-up question to that, as it relates to marketing and, you know, really making an impact on, for some of these startups, did you see like one thing that was more effective uh, than other marketing strategies as you help some of these startups, you know, build their, you know, their, their businesses. Yeah, uh,
1: definitely. I mean, so as far as marketing to med- other medical professionals again, um, and there was, there's, this is kind of why I strayed away from just marketing for any pharmaceutical company or medical device to kind of selecting startups or companies trying to create real change was I just found good um, fits that were, you know, aligned with my personal brand and again my kind of following. Um, so some of it was was just the the, the proper selection, um, and it, then it, it becomes very natural and easy to talk about something that you're passionate in, right? Uh, the other part of that is is there are intention there are intentional strategies that I'll put together. You know a schedule of okay I'm in this Facebook group or this LinkedIn group, and I'm going to go ahead and and you know talk about it and again it wasn't even it, it wasn't it clearly wasn't a hard sell it um, it was more of kind of a um you know let's start the co- a conversation and gradually move it into you know a a, a marketing play for right. you know the the company that I worked with right
0: yeah so so a lot of what it sounds like you've done um, pretty well uh, is uh, kind of the online mar- or sorry, the community involvement marketing side of things. So really getting the message out there with a lot of the resources that you're connected with, especially in the healthcare space, as you're, you know, you're looking to uh, you know, help, help the healthcare uh, you know, industry, especially here in Charlotte, go to different heights. So it looks like you're really you're utilizing your resources as being well connected in the healthcare space here in Charlotte to get that message out there across different platforms.
1: Yes, yeah. And so that kind of the, the, originally it was all about um, other medical professionals and healthcare people. Um, and again, that was something that built over years and years of, of just being an advocate in that space. Um, and then I'd say more the last five or six years, also kind of the startup world, especially like healthcare innovation, um, so, so, yeah, those are kind of two audiences that I tend to connect really well with.
0: Awesome, awesome. And so you alluded to MitoStation. Um, so, now that mm-hmm. I'm uh, more intentional about my involve, involvement in MitoStation, give us some insights on what MitoStation is, what's the purpose of it, and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, MitoStation
1: uh, is essentially an incubator for healthcare startups. It was something we started as an idea years ago. And uh, from my perspective, two reasons for it. One was, you know, as I started building some of my own innovations, uh, I really struggled. I really struggled finding the resources I needed, the connections I needed. Um, Again, not necessarily on the the medical side, but I had no idea how to take a software product to market or how to raise capital or things like that. Um, And so with SOAP and with MitoStation, these were... Things that I could build that 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 not only help me but help all the other startups in a similar situation. So you know, where where Soap is kind of an event-based convening structure. Mito Station is a physical building. Um, it has some virtual, you know, um, resources, some physical resources, but it, it's
0: really just there
1: to help um, startups develop.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and I think. Uh, to add to that, just the ability to you know, have the resources within uh, that group and that you know, that organization of uh, entrepreneurial uh, healthcare providers or professionals, where for example, you have a podcast uh, room there where we can record podcast interviews to you know, push that out to the market in the healthcare group. There's so many, and, and then you have different speakers. There's so many different opportunities to really just add value and connect within that healthcare space. Uh, with Mino Station, how has COVID kind of, you know, put things on halt or maybe, you know, risk we slow things down into the direction, it, it, I guess the goal of it to be?
1: Yeah. So again, we built this very slowly over several years of discovery and asking kind of the community here what they needed, asking the hospitals what they needed, the societies, the doctors, and of course the startups. From a startup perspective, we realized quickly that there was a lot of technology um, companies in healthcare in Charlotte and it looked very much like that was going to be one of our strong suits moving forward. So with a technology company, you know, there are some needs for physical resources, but much less than, you know, somebody that has R and D or, or a laboratory and so forth. So from the start, we kind of designed this as being more about, um, you know, pooling certain resources, intellectual, vocal, not just physical resources. Um, so that kind of helped us a little bit in that, you know, a lot of these companies can work remote anyways. Uh, it hurts a little bit with COVID, um, probably more than anything. You know, a lot of these companies, especially if they're going to consumers um, or, or businesses, that can be challenging COVID. So they may be having some revenue issues themselves, um, But again, we kind of designed this around, um, okay, technology companies need a lot of things that other than the physical space. So while the podcast room isn't quite accessible and we're doing this from home today, uh, and a lot of the other things we had planned that required physical space, uh, we're still able to provide a decent offering to the startups uh, because, again, they're technology companies. Most of their need is more like intellectual or vocal resources and so we were able to offer those
0: awesome awesome so if there's a let's say there's a you know physician or entrepreneur i mean you alluded to it and I, I briefly talked about some of the different value points but i think there's so much more that mito station offers and what it will offer once we get past this covid hump um mm-hmm. like, for example like there's a uh you know topgolf there's topgolf engagements uh there's you know, you got different speakers from hospitals, uh, major doctors that, that will come in and, and talk about you know their landscape. Uh, there's so many different value, valuable assets um, where we're you know it's a referral network as well. So there's individuals that will you know maybe connect it with a potential client or potential prospect, or another you know professional within that group. Uh, there's so much value. So I would say if there's any healthcare professional or you know physician who is looking just to grow their network, MitoStation is, is a great opportunity for sure. Um, yes. Yep. So, so back onto like all that you do, because you have your hands in a million things. <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, I guess, you know, healthcare benefits. Like like what, what does that involve? What does that entail? Can you give us more insights on, you know, that part sure. of it? Yeah, I like to tell people that's my full-time job is is, a, is a, a project I
1: started about three years ago, you know, and essentially we are building a marketplace so that healthcare providers can offer their services directly to patients and vice versa, and we eliminate a lot of the middlemen in in that picture. Um, it, it feel the product feels a lot like almost like an insurance plan but 95% of the spend is going directly from the member to the doctor. So we live, so it makes it, first of all, much more affordable, but also more flexible because our doctors decide how they practice medicine and what they charge, and it's sort of like a competitive, transparent marketplace, right? So um, this I learned how to message this, and, of course, again, I have kind of a very intentional marketing strategy to the physicians. And we were very, very successful in the last few years, bringing in hundreds of doctors in the Charlotte community. And we essentially had this this wonderful marketplace where you can get higher quality care for lower cost. The challenge we're really having, again, my persona is is healthcare providers and advocacy on that end. And and then also more recently kind of startup innovation space. Uh, I really have no idea how to market to the general population,
0: yeah.
1: individuals, employers. It's actually kind of scary for me. Cause there's like so many more, right. I got to hit masses now. Um, and so I've really struggled with, do we, cause we got to get this, our side of the marketplace going, do we just recreate what I've done um, with those other two verticals? I mean, that took years uh, to do. And again, it was very natural to me. Do I, do I advocate as like a patient myself and, how I save so much money and have better quality care because of the way I'm direct contracting with the doctors. Do I outsource all that? You know, we did a test earlier this year with a company that said they could generate LinkedIn leads and they're really expensive. And they said they cross reference and could get, you know, the, our exact customer profile in, and that really didn't work out so well. It was kind of a one-off. So I don't really know if, if that would, you know, if we just, it was just the wrong vendor or whatnot uh, we've looked at, okay, do I go through the physicians? I mean, there's a lot of physicians that are very good at marketing right to patients and, 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 promoting things. Uh, there's also a lot that probably needs some handholding, um, in that respect. So that is kind of our challenge today is we have to mac- market to a new vertical, a very large vertical right. that, that I don't know that I, you know, I'm the best fit for. And, um, and we actually have to do it. We have to start ramping this up pretty quickly. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think obviously you have the, you know, the, the marketing strategies pretty much intact for, you know, physicians getting, getting it in front of them, marketing it to them, getting them in the platform. But To your point of the general public, that's where it's, it's intentional with offline and online marketing. Right. So, Yes, LinkedIn is is more business professional, and you can get in front of that target audience. But still, where I tell people to be intentional is where people are already searching for what you have, right? Like so, Google—they're already searching for it, and there's so many more people uh, online now uh, because of COVID, and they're at home working remotely. And I guarantee you, we could look at a database of keywords to see that someone's searching for low-cost insurance, where you can market a, you know a membership. Uh, Kind of a local, more affordable package for them um, within your network but then also uh facebook ads right like google is very intentional because it's keyword based and it's timely because they're searching for what they need when they need it and then facebook you can get very granular with your targeting such as you know i want to focus on you know a pocket or a radius of people uh let's say you want to focus on charlotte then you can target that radius for that city and then you can get very granular with your, your targeting such as demographics age um you know mm-hmm. where they located their interests and behaviors and all that good stuff so i love it you know you and i definitely have, uh, you know more in-depth conversation about that because i love that stuff google and facebook i think getting to the general public they're already taking they already there's already behaviors happening that you can you know you can get in front of them through the you know those behaviors the problem is those things cost right like 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 if you're you got paid advertising for google and facebook kind of like you mentioned with linkedin uh there's costs associated with that and you need quick results uh to kind of determine if that you know if that cost is worth you know the return on what you're getting um but i think with mm-hmm. google the, the challenge with google too is that it takes it takes much longer right mm-hmm. like google rank like google rankings and then also the the, the competitors that you're dealing with They've been they've, they've been doing it much longer, but if you put in Google Ads and optimize those campaigns correctly, there is an opportunity to get in front of that market when they're searching for your keywords, uh, and then retarget them with Facebook ads as well. So there's there's things that you can do. It's just like to your point, it's the, the timeliness of it. It's being intentional about when you start, um, and then also focusing on the offline brand. So a uh, part of that too is you know to your point, like we have clients where like we have a pharmacist, right? And he gets, like, he has, he's promoting CBD and he's promoting uh, COVID testing and all that good stuff. And so what he's doing is all the different physicians that they're connected with, they are putting flyers in their practice through the relationship that they have promoting that service. So similar to what you're talking about from an offline standpoint, getting that in the hands of the physicians to be able to promote as well.
1: Yes. It's, and it is scary, uh, you know. Again, going to something that was very natural, feeling uh, and kind of e- just felt like it easy. It was in my wheelhouse just to talk. I, I would talk about it whether I was actually intentionally marketing or not. Going to something that's going to be a little bit more, I said, not quite my vertical. Um, still passionate about the topic, just completely different audience than what I'm used to. Uh, a different way of marketing, something that. Could cost, you know, could be more of an investment and money and not time? I, I'm curious, though, because um, you do marketing with, with, with various medical providers. Yeah. Do they have the same reservations?
0: They're not really. Um, so a lot of them, because the ones we work with are not startups, right? They are, they, they are seasoned physicians. They've been around for a little bit, and they have revenue coming in. And so now, because they're referrals, they, they get referrals from other physicians, but as we all know with referrals, that comes at a slower pace um, and it's very, very gradual in terms of the growth. So they, a lot of them never invested in marketing and that's what we realized. And so when we add that into the mix, um, it's really just that it's, it's new to them, kind of like what you're talking about, but when they see the results uh, based on being very intentional with their branding, the key is their messaging and tying the message, message to that targeted audience to connect with their pain points, then it makes it easier. So we keep a lot of our clients by being very intentional and working in the medical space. Um, but your case is a little different, because it, you know it's, it's, it's taking money investing into this platform where it's, it's somewhat e-commerce based, right? Like, like you want to get them in there, um, you want to get the general public to see the offerings, the solutions. Um, cause like me, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur, right? If like, if I go to the the insurance market, I'm going to pay a grand, two grand to get insurance with three kids and a wife. Um, even though I'm young, it's still, it's still independent. It's going to cost me, but in your case, with what you offer is so much more affordable. Um, so I think, you know, having those connections, but being intentional about the marketing strategies, um, and just showcasing that, I think showing, showcasing the big picture up front and where the target first And then pivoting if needed. I think that helps get over some of the, you know, the, I guess the scarcity of of the what ifs. Awesome. So another question. So on, uh, you know, just the, I guess the marketing side of things. So you, you work with a lot of physicians. Are there any, uh, do you hear like some very consistent concerns with marketing besides just, I mean, it could be startup or existing practice, Um, I guess as they've dealt with other marketing agencies or you know, just in general, getting their membership plan that they work with you um, on, getting that out there? Like, are you hearing any kind of marketing concerns um, from who you work with? So right now,
1: from a, from a marketing standpoint, from all of the physicians you work with, um, again, they're basically marketing within our platform. So we pull people into the platform and then they, basically search and filter you know what types of offers they want and yeah so we do for anything routine and regular we do subscription offers that's pretty much like so primary care put subscription offers dentists put subscription offers maybe even some mental health and chiropractors and all our system does is kind of allow people to search and find the right subscription offers for them based on choice based on the services based on location um, and t- kind of find find a good right product uh, patient fit, uh, if you will. So from that standpoint, it's all it doesn't matter how many billboards you know you have, how many there's no ad buying. This is free the doctors to participate. They simply have to provide a good offer. So yeah. some of them do. You know, we have pharmacies that come in and they're concerned about okay, am I in a bidding war with other pharmacies? And the answer is yes, but you also don't have any middlemen, So you're, you know, you get to keep everything. Right. So, uh, so yeah, give everyone a good price and that's why it's so much more affordable. Um, but we have, we have, um, uh, I would say there's a lot of people, a lot of practices already doing subscription care. So for them, they're just putting their offer in. They do want to know what everyone else is doing. And sometimes if they really want to get more patients, they will, you know, drop their price a little bit or add this more to their service offering. Um, so we you know we have a lot of I mean in, in medical school we're trained to be very skeptical about everything. Um, I think it's like it's like a 101 course skepticism, but um, so for the people who don't do the subscription, some of them you know have objections. I've, I know what those objections are. I address those before they even have a chance to voice it. So again, that is kind of my skill set though is, is the psychology of the medical community and knowing how to message something so that we avoid as many objections as possible. Yeah. So um, so I could go into tons of detail about all the different objections and how we address them right up front, uh, but we won't go in there today. Again, what I'm looking for now is the objections of the individual. If we're gonna spend money on, on messaging to them, right? What objections are they gonna have? Or if we're going after employers, because our, our product is can work through employers as well. The employers we actually have tested pretty well and we know those objections and sometimes they were legitimate we had to address business operations or technology to yeah. make sure those objections were addressed right uh but you can't it doesn't even matter if you address those or not if you don't have it messaged properly you're not even going to get them to that point so i think we still have work to do there i mean if we didn't have work to do in that area Then these type of solutions would be used all over the place, and everybody wouldn't be overpaying for health insurance. But um, so there's definitely a lot of poking and prodding and figuring it out. Uh, Right now, our main strategy is to actually go through the physicians themselves and go to their patients in their practice, because a lot of a lot of the ones, especially if they're already doing like subscription offerings, cash pay type stuff, they already know which they already have those patients who have bought into it. So okay, all your patients do subscription primary care. Do you think they'd like to have subscription dental and subscription other things in a low cost solution that complements all of that? And um, so far, that's been working out really well. But that's still a very finite number because there's only so many doctors who offer that, and they only have so many patients. Right? At some point, we have to reinvest that revenue into marketing and we probably before we have large amounts of revenue to invest, we need to figure out our testing and, you know, have a strategy in place.
0: Yeah. And I think to that point, you can always think about, you know, qualitative versus quantitative, right? Like you can throw Mm -hmm. a lot of money, you know, at your marketing, but if you don't have, you know, the general public, some, you know, some individuals will come in there and and you can say, Hey, I want you to test this platform, right? Like, like, what would make you not choose it, or you know, make you move forward with this, you know, this insurance or membership platform plan versus ins- your general insurance? I think that would be like like super viable to really understand some of the messaging and the marketing strategy for, uh, you know, for your for your platform. Um, last question for you, Eric. What what would you say you're most excited about as it relates to the kind of the Charlotte healthcare ecosystem? Because I know you have your Again, you have your hands in everything as it relates to healthcare, um, but I know you, you're doing a lot. And I think I'll, I'll say this real quick. So, you know, my business has changed dramatically because we niched the business in the medical space about three years ago. But then meeting like you and, and Scott Pope, some of the guys who are really about reform uh, for healthcare here in Charlotte, uh, being so well connected with you guys have made a drastic difference. So. Uh, I just would love for you to open up to kind of, you know, show your excitement or show, kind of talk through what you're excited about as it relates to healthcare here in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I love change. I, I kind of thrive off of it, you know, I like challenges. Uh, so I it, it's fun to be in Charlotte, right? Because you're always seeing like new buildings going up and lots of changes. Um, and so no difference from that in the healthcare perspective, and I think finally, healthcare in the U.S. has gotten to a point where it is r- ridiculously expensive, where if you compare us to other countries, we're not having nearly as good outcomes. And I, I feel like we're c- very close, if not here, to a tipping point. I mean, where we had the opioid epidemic, which people say was really due to our healthcare design. We have now COVID in the U.S. just did not perform well in addressing COVID versus a lot of other countries. So I feel like we're, you know, telemedicine is a perfect example. I've been doing telemedicine for for 15 years. Mm. I never got paid for it as a clinician. I did it anyways because it was the right thing to do. It helped me deliver care quicker, more convenient, more effectively at times. And that's when I used it. Uh, Mm. Whereas most people aren't willing to work for free. So, you know, we didn't allow telemedicine from a design policy standpoint until COVID and we absolutely had to because people were hurting, they couldn't get their care and so forth. And we, we had, we, we literally just had no other choice or, you know, so maybe it was a wake up call. I've seen a few other wake up calls the last decade or so, but I'm really excited for healthcare because I feel like it is ready to change. Um, it's, I feel like the U S healthcare is the only industry, um, maybe higher education, but the only industry that has not been significantly disrupted by technology
0: yeah.
1: and decentralized and become more consumer-based, and I think we might be at that point. So I'm, I think Charlotte is poised to be a huge healthcare technology hub. I've been saying it for years, um, you know, and so really excited to kind of be in the middle of all that, whether it's my stuff that's you know, addressing that and some issues or some of these other companies that we work with at Mito Station.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I appreciate you, you sharing that and, and been so, being so heavily evolved, uh, involved in, in, in what we're doing here in Charlotte uh, as it relates to healthcare as well. So, Eric, um, do respect your time, man. So if anyone, let's say it's, you know, any, any you know, person that's listening to this podcast or a physician or a healthcare professional, just anyone who wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to go about that? Um, well, I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I think I'm pretty easy to find,
1: um, especially if, like professionally, if you're a startup, if you're a medical professional, um, people can email me. Um, I have a couple of different emails. Do you want me to say it on this podcast?
0: Yeah, so I, we'll include we'll it include in the description as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah, people can email me and, and I don't, again, probably the most streamlined email is is e an Eric Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H at integrated health solutions. I'm sorry, integrated health dot solutions. E Kirsch integrated health dot solutions. Um, you know, or you can come to any of our events and <laughs> come up and shake my hand uh once you know COVID is uh mm-hmm. is 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 <laughs> sell down because we certainly do a lot of events and activities through Mido Station.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then We'll include Eric's information, um, also some of the events that he, he mentioned. Um, if you're in the healthcare space and you don't know this guy, you need, you need to. Um, he's doing amazing things here in Charlotte as well. Um, well. We do appreciate your time for listening to this episode. Uh, again, Eric, thank you for uh, providing so much valuable information. Um, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Really appreciate you doing this, Lamar. Thank you. Absolutely. welcome to the healthcare marketing podcast the only podcast dedicated to providing effective marketing strategies for dentists independent physicians and multi-location medical practices far too many doctors struggle to establish their brand online and consistently increase their new patient appointments join lamar hull of MedRank interactive as he interviews marketers Doctors and healthcare professionals who share proven healthcare marketing secrets.